Welcome to Bell Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Don't do it! You got Tammy and <laughs> Hello and welcome to Film Erupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Episodes can be spooky, too oddly informative, to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you back. And I am most excited to have this guest back. It's been a minute, as they say. The kids say that these days. Here he is. He's back. He's the man of many voices and talents, but the name is Noto. John Noto, welcome back to the show. Bill, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to see you again. Good to see you too, man. So uh, it's been great getting caught up with you, seeing all the new episodes of Phil Interrupted. And, oh, thank uh, you. No, it was cool seeing the family and everything too. Uh, so what have you been up to? What have you been doing with yourself? So it's been a while since you've been on the program. We'll it's been a, program. a really long we'll time. The program here today. Um, today's it's, program. You you can really see the evolution of my non-existent career um, if you just look <laughs> at all the different Breaking Badicek and uh, <sighs> Phil interrupted episodes that I've done. Um, basically, like things weren't going so well for me uh, about three years ago. They weren't going so well at all. I kind of. Uh, I don't want to say hit rock bottom because that sounds like I was on drugs and everything. Uh, it was nothing like that, but it just acting career was not going very well. Well, there's and, always an evolution, an evolution of of John Noto. Yeah, you're always doing something. You got something new that you're into that you're doing, and I, I'm the same way. I like new challenges. Do something for a while. You got to try something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so what's what's going on? What's the new challenge? What are you doing? Well, for the past year, it's really been focusing on the... I've been letting the tour guiding job happen, which yeah. is just its just great. It's great flexibility. It's so much fun. And I to, to, to remind everybody, you're a tour guide in New York City. Yeah. It's pretty so, cool. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. And Manhattan, just, right? Yeah. In Manhattan, mostly. A little bit in Brooklyn as well. And uh, I just take people on walking tours. And uh, it's just a great company to work for. I get to talk to people. I get to use my talents as an actor, my voice. I'm outdoors, which in rainy weather, that sucks. But other than that... It's great. Like, I'm outdoors and I'm walking all day. And that's a great side gig for an actor. I kind of got this. That That's what really the past three years have been about. Like, I, I evolved the side gig. And this past year, I was able to kind of let the uh, tour guiding job just be and then focus b- getting back into performance. Oh, nice. And it was a little bit different this year. This year, I tried to do some stuff with my voice, uh, audition for a lot of audiobooks. I, I got, I got like, a few small commercials that... Uh, so one of which is like in the works right now. I'm not even able to talk about it, but uh, oh, you know, it's it, no, it's hush, just hush, a, huh? Yeah, uh, no, you can't talk about it. Sorry, uh, no, please, come on, come on, schedule me a week later me, and then I can talk about it. Get away from me, kid. Get away from me, kid. I can't is that talk about to be it. Harry and Mar from Home Alone Two. Can't know. <laughs> I, don't know old, I don't know what that is. It's an old time gangster. Ah, get away from me, Shane. Can't talk about classified, kid. Can't talk about. It. I don't think the old time gangster said classified. I think they said, it's for my eyes only, kid. My eyes only. Well, Did they say that to Ears. For my, for my ears only, because it's voiceover work. Yeah, but it's also very visual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what the fuck are you saying? So you're doing, uh, 
some voice stuff again. That's great. Voice stuff. Yeah. I also, it's, it's nice because, uh, this point in my life, I kind of have the flexibility to just slowly do all the things that I ever wanted to do one by one. And, uh, the best, the best thing really is when I do something and I, that I've wanted to do for a while. And then I realize I don't like it. And then it's off the bucket list forever. And if you remember when I first started doing these shows with you and earlier with, than that with Derek, mm-hmm. I was doing improv. Yes, that yes. Was, that was a lot of fun when I did it a few years ago. Yes, yes, I remember. I, I tried to get back into it earlier this year, and I came to the most incredible conclusion ever. Improv sucks. You were over it. Dude, it sucks. Done with it. It's not funny or entertaining. Can't stand it. All of it is just non-entertaining attempts at humor. The entire industry has become garbage. Now, do you think it was always garbage? And you just didn't know because it was new and exciting. I'm not saying I know nothing about improv, so I'm not judging here. I'm just asking you. What I can tell you is that improv has always been entertaining to people who do improv. If you do improv, you can really appreciate a good improv artist. And outside of that, I'm starting to understand people who say, you know, like, why didn't you just like I paid money for this? Why didn't you write something funny beforehand and have something prepared that was really funny for me? Um, As far as like how I appreciate it as someone who's done improv, I think it's become far too politically and politically correct. Um, I think it's like people are walking up there and apologizing for the fact that they're funny. When I when I first came to New York, bitch, I know. They they won't even they maybe they're even afraid to say that today. I don't know. They're get away from me, kid. Get away from me, kid. <laughs> All right. So so it's just it's just become it's just become dry. It, it's it doesn't it doesn't do anything anymore. And I see I see a lot of people saying they're disappointed with how it's going this year. I don't know. It's like it's an industry that's not really accurately criticizing itself. They they don't oh, did you really hear that want- upstairs. Sounds like there's a giant stomping upstairs. I know. Fee fi fo fum. I smell the blood of <laughs> Phil interrupted. Yeah, if you guys hear that, that's um apparently my three year old daughter jumping around like a barbarian upstairs. So I apologize for that. You may hear it some more. Eh? You know, I try to tie her down and restrict her in the closet, but uh, it's frowned upon. So yeah. No, you so can't she, do you, that. You might hear her running around. So I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt. It, if you do it, don't post it on social media. Yeah, you didn't hear that. I'll edit that part out. Nobody heard it. No, nobody heard it. Yeah, nobody heard it. So anyway, exist. so yes, you were saying. I'm no, sorry. so improv, improv is just no good for me anymore. I, I don't want to rant all day about something negative, but it was nice to like do it and be like, okay, I actually never want to do this ever again. Um, the reason I enjoyed it years ago, I guess it's because people were a bit more open, and now they're not, and case closed on that. Okay. What I have tried this year is stand-up comedy. That was the sound effect. Case closed. What I did try this year was stand-up comedy. And that I've done a few times now. And that's been very rewarding, very fulfilling. And that suffers a little bit from uh, political correctness. But there is a pushback against it. And you're not held back by... You're not... I, I... I don't want to say you're held back by a team. You know, I, I like teamwork makes the dream work. But <laughs> but but like that's the thing with improv is I think I think uh, oftentimes people are serving like one member of the group and trying to conform to uh, whoever's really the boss. If there is one hmm. um, with stand up comedy, it's like, well, they might tell me I can't come back to this venue, but this is my work and I'm going to go up there and I'm going to say whatever I want. And I say it at my own pace. So there's hope in stand up comedy. There's you run the show. Exactly. When you're up there, yeah. Exactly. And uh, one of the most recent topics I actually worked in mm-hmm. was, uh, I don't know if anybody heard about this, 
I might rock your world by mentioning this. I was telling you about this earlier. Batman's penis. Who hasn't heard about it? Everyone loves the penis. No, Batman. but I'm talking about how Batman's penis is now an actual thing in the DC Comics universe. Why would that happen? I guess they wanted to appeal to a more mature audience, and they felt that this was the way to do it. Yeah, but even little kids know about penises. But you don't show penises to no, kids. No, you usually don't. You, Whenever you, I see a penis in a movie, mm-hmm. I see a big dong, I'm always like, I just saw a penis. Like, I'm like shocked because they don't put it in a lot of movies. Okay, a lot of horror movies show women's bare breasts. They got the gratuitous nudity. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a sex scene in some movie or whatever. But you don't usually see the male genitalia. No, you don't. And to see it drawn on a piece of paper in a comic, someone's really putting in a lot of effort to make sure you're seeing that. Yeah. Somebody, somebody like they, they, it's visible. Like, like, I'm not going to lie. I, I heard about this and I said, okay, how long can I go without Googling this? <laughs> had and to take a look. <laughs> I'm Is he hung? Is he hung? Uh, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's, it's a good one. Like, I don't know. It's like good, it's, 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 it's like done in the silhouette. Like he's at the bat cave. And he's, uh, it's, it, well, it's like he's at the Batcave and he's just like, you know, he's fought some crime because he's Batman and he's like talking to Alfred got on a, a boner. computer or something. Uh, st- stop asking me about what his dick looks like. I'm just talking about like, <laughs> <laughs> you're searing it into my brain. Stop it. Was he hard from the action? Oh, he my just God. kicks some oh, ass. God. How about I just show it to you? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see and every, any, anybody. Never been so excited to see this. He already had it on his phone ready to go. Yeah, because I knew I was going to oh, show it to you. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's Batman's, like, now you can see it. Wow, kitties, turn this off, because there's a shaft, and there's the head and everything. He's circumcised. All right. Why is that there? Well, they... they Take it's, a look it's at like the giant. New, no, st- I, I've already seen it, dude. I don't need to see it again. That's... That seems unnecessary to me. It's absolutely unnecessary. It's just... It's like it's like what they were thinking, like, what's a side of Batman we haven't shown over the past 80 years? His lower front side, apparently. But they don't show that of anybody. Well, who knows? I mean, what actually happened is they regretted this decision. And what I read was, if you got the digital version of the comic, okay. they, like, like the one that you'd get on your phone or something. Yeah. They scrubbed it out. And right. They actually updated it. They said, like, never mind. And they updated it. And now it's like a silhouette and you can't see anything. Oh, never that mind. They edited the frames. So I guess only if you got the physical copy of this one can you actually have a bat penis. I love how in this picture it's actually circled. Someone in red circled the penis. I want to make sure you noticed it. Yeah. And it's titled, Batman Shows His Dick in New Comic and It's Really Something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. It's a nice sized dick. I don't really know why it's there. I Look at it. <laughs> so you worked that into your yeah, bit? Is I just, that I, just I just uh, I just talked about like uh you know it's there and uh <laughs> I, I tried it out for the fir- for the first time last night. I was like I don't know if anybody heard about this. I'm not making this up. This is not a joke or anything. You can in the newest Batman comic you can see his penis. And I think somebody in the audience even went really. And I was just like no yeah this is like and I had to explain this is not like the silly part of the joke. This is like the part where I'm telling you something absolutely real. And it's like, it's not somebody, some jerk off on the internet drew it, and it's like, oh, this is a fake image of Batman. This is an official image of Batman, mm-hmm. as drawn by DC Comics. And, you know, you and I might get targeted for assassination for talking about this, because they are trying to forget that they did this. They're trying to scrub it from history. Warner so Brothers. they real quickly uh, 
regretted the decision. But isn't not all publicity is good publicity? So um, if they show this and then they, oh, we regret it. We didn't mean to do it. We're going to act like it never happened. Hey, it's getting people talking about the Batman comic. Well, all publicity is good publicity in the short run, not necessarily in the long run. Okay. Um, it, it's like a certain a certain famous actress can... Uh, I, I don't want to use such a vulgar example. Well, we've already talked a lot. We've already about talked Dick, about so. Batman penis. All right, so a, a famous actress can walk out into public and uh, flash her chest to everyone. She's going to be all over the news. Yeah, and uh, she can probably book a few roles within the days that that's uh, happened. But y- you know something in the long run that's going to affect her image. And it's like, what are you going to flash people again and then again and then again and then again? You're going you're to become old news. Nobody's going to care about you. And in the short run, it'll get you tons okay. of media attention. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. But in the long run, it's like people people will get bored of that and uh you're kinda you're kinda like a one trick pony. You're just you did some publicity stunt. Yeah, you, you can become you can become dependent on these little publicity stunts that will lose their ability to shock people in the long run. So I I, I say that all, all publicity is good publicity. Um in the short run you got to think about how it affects you in the long run. Mm. Um, you don't want to become boring. You don't want to become irrelevant or a has-been. In that type of industry. In any in anything, uh, in anything where publicity matters. Mm. In anything where publicity matters. Now, I have heard the the expression, this is loosely paraphrasing it, but something along the lines of people who are so afraid and offended by oppression then themselves sometimes become the oppressor people who are so offended by oppression sometimes become the oppressor yes well did i that's no no i i think i know what you're i know what you're saying um well there's an old saying that i think is attributed to winston churchill but i think it's also I've read that he also didn't say it, but the, the fascists of the future will call themselves anti-fascists. And right, kind of the same thing. Like I'll just throw out a brief example, whether this is right or not. But say a lot of people go get pissed off at, at Peta or is it Peta? 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 Right? People for the ethical treatment of animals. Peppa Pig, and uh, anyway, that's a kid thing. If you got kids, um, <clears throat> so Peta is big on animal rights. Blah, blah, blah. Don't have furs. Don't eat them. Blah, blah. And okay, to an extent, that's fine. We shouldn't abuse animals. I get it, right? But they, I saw a recent advertisement where there was, it was anti-Thanksgiving and there were a guy laying on the street in like uh, clothes to make him almost like, like look nude. And he was laying on his back with his legs up and next to him was two turkeys that oh, were man-sized I- that they made and another woman with like a blow horn or whatever they're called, bullhorn. <laughs> blowhorn a uh, bullhorn and she was yelling stuff about don't eat turkey it's an animal too it has rights it has feelings and all that and i was just like wow like i i understand i guess you know like i said the animal cruelty thing because that could be too much you know you shouldn't really be beating the crap out of animals and stuff i'm okay with that but also at the same time like if other people want to eat meat and stuff like as sometimes say that people say they go overboard like that could be a certain scenario. There are people in the animal rights groups who go overboard. There are other people that are more reasonable. There are other people that have a sense of humor about it. I don't know if that the people because I, I actually I saw an image of that mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's actually in the image. It's it's. I think it's the guy doing that. He set himself up like he's a basted turkey or yes. something. Mm-hmm. And there and there's like a there's a black woman walking past it in the picture that someone took, and she's got this oh hell no look on her face. <laughs> and the caption reads like I do not want to see what white people are up to today. <laughs> like, like nope, white people are doing some weird shit right now. <laughs> that was what the caption was, and I think that's how I saw what it is you're talking about. Um, yeah, that's, that's friggin' weird, and I, I don't know, people continue doing this kind of stuff, so I guess that means that it must be proven to be effective, it must be, there must, people must be seeing some statistics proving that this stuff works. I guess. To me, I mean, like, I, I, I want to go get some chicken after I, uh... Or turkey. Or turkey, yeah, after I, oh, I, I like chicken more, well, chicken's just easier to get than turkey. I like chicken more than turkey. I... I, I'm more of a fan of duck myself. Duck, you son of a bitch. What? You don't like duck? A duck is a sacred animal. A duck is a delicious animal. It's it is delicious. dark meat. Can't when I, went I like to, dark. I'm a dark meat fan, too. I, oh, yeah. Dark meat. There goes, there goes that meat. barbarian upstairs. Yeah. Jeez. She's like 40 pounds. How's she so loud? I know. You can, little one, she's got a lot of energy and she's got a lot of stuffed animals. She has enough, by the way. You don't need to get her anymore. She has too many. Did you see her room? I no, I, I she brought me everything in her room. No, 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 sure. no, not even close. Oh, boy. there's at least a hundred more stuffed animals. We're talking about my daughter has a bazillion stuffed animals. She will probably have six thousand trillion by the time she's older. She'll probably, she'll probably, she would get along really well with my niece. Um, I'm sure, she would. Yeah, she loves kids. You're, you're, she is a kid. She yours is yours is turning three very soon. Yeah, my my niece. A week. Yeah, my niece just turned. Uh, oh, so they got very close birthdays. My niece just turned four um, earlier this week. Um, happy birthday, Brenna. If you're watching this or listening to this uh, years from now, happy birthday, Brenna. Happy fourth birthday. Oh, that's so um, sweet. Sorry I couldn't come. But anyway. Because um, he's here recording. Yeah, because I'm here recording, you know, two days after. Priorities. Which has, to do, which has nothing to do with why I couldn't be there on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, actually, we, we could say we recorded this whenever. we record. Yeah, we recorded this on your birthday, Brenna. Um, whenever the heck that was. Um, <laughs> Speaking of little kids. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that came under fire this year by the PC police because it is kind of a funny little thing. We're talking about the classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation, um, traditional they show it every year on one of the major networks. I'm sure you all grew up with it. And it does does have some strikingly uh, questionable funny things about it. I mean, there's no doubt about it that there's bullying going on for sure. All the other reindeer and even it's the Rudolph's father and Santa, everybody kind of trashing him because he has a nose that's different than everybody else. Okay, I get it. Um, the girl says that she likes it despite what it is. She likes him for who he is. And then there's the misfit toys, which is people say that that's bullying and, and it's it's showing children who uh, are upset, may have problems at school, that... that um, that you're a misfit, you're a loser, you'll go to this island, be, you're an outcast from society. I guess maybe that's how people with a negative point of view look at them at that old but thing. That all kinds of forgive me if I'm wrong. I but doesn't that get solved in the end? Well, that's the thing. There's a lot, and like even like uh, the one character Herbie or whoever is a dentist or whatever, and he gets belittled by the other elves because he wants to be a dentist and not make toys, and. But by the end, again, like everybody, it all comes back together where, okay, now they see that just because he has, I guess it's kind of, I guess his nose is kind of a deformity or whatever. It's now considered something good that can, that 
is now cherished for what it is. It can yeah. be, and everyone rallies around him. They and they all come back and sort of say how, you know, we were wrong, Rudolph. You can play in our reindeer games, and by the end, it's uh, a happy story. But the thing is, is like, yes, there's a little bit of drama. There's a little bit of negativity in there, but it's to teach you to come around. And maybe bullies who see it will understand that you don't always have to be mean to somebody and they do have good qualities. By the end, maybe bullies learn that it's called storytelling. Exactly. Do you, do you want the movie where it's like he comes out and everybody's just like, well, this this is a OK with us and credits. Right. That's not it's called storytelling. I I'm going to add one thing to this. I'm glad that I finally got the story cuz I heard people talking about how they were going after Rudolph and Rudolph joining any reindeer games. No, they were going they were going after Rudolph all the uh you know the PC police, but I've also seen a few people standing up saying like, "Hey, you know, like that's you know that we are the PC police and we're we're not the ones complaining about this one right now." There has been fake outrage. Um where somebody is saying, look at uh, look at how this group is all pissed off over this thing. Look at how stupid they are for being pissed off. And then the group is saying, hey, we're not actually complaining about this. What? I can, well, I can remember this a few years ago. The, uh, what a Starbucks, waste of time. I, well, it, it's a good way to belittle your opponent um, should you see see someone as an opponent. It's, it's like this. I A few years ago, Starbucks came out with this red coffee cup for Christmas. And it's just, it was just all red, no snowflakes, no trees, no lights or anything. It was just all red, and that was their Christmas cup. And everybody was talking about how Catholics were getting outraged at the fact that it was all red and didn't have any Christmas stuff on it. And as a Catholic, whose family is Catholic, and I have lots of Catholics on my Facebook feed, I was like, wait, I don't see anyone complaining about this. <laughs> I, like, no, nobody, I didn't, nobody said anything. Excuse and I me. Oh, like, my God, you made me cough that reaction. That was yeah, good. I, I don't I don't. No, I don't. No, see I didn't see any. I I didn't have that reaction. I I felt like I felt like the the first thing anybody heard on the topic was people claiming that Catholics were complaining about it. Which I I think that like you, you can even deceive some people on the internet who are Catholic, um, who would be more gullible to like say like oh yes and we will complain about this because we heard that we are and like that's what we do. But for the most part, I didn't see anyone complaining about it, and I was like, is this a made up thing? That's like. Like, yeah, we say the fake news. It's like, well, that's weird. Certainly within the category of fake news, the term fake news was never given a full definition. And it ha it, a lot of things fit the category of fake news. There's, you know, somebody who just honestly got something wrong, which, you know, mistakes happen, um, which that, that even that that's probably the, the lightest form of fake news. That's actually forgivable when somebody truthfully like makes a mistake. Um, they got the date wrong. Um there's when they intentionally lie. And then there's also there would be this, which is very, very malicious because there's there's conditioning within there. And that was something what I mentioned about the Starbucks cups. When I saw that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt that was like left wing people trying to condition right wing people to get fired up about something uh, to get fired up and to b belittle them. And then this would, if anything, be right wing people trying to uh you know, be little left wing people because, you know, I got a lot of left wing people on my newsfeed. I have not seen anyone complaining about Rudolph. I have only seen people talking about how left wing people are complaining about Rudolph. That's interesting. The, and it could be it could be fake outrage. Yeah. Um, who who are they? Like who, I said, what they are saying about Rudolph 
is about the bullying. Who's they? Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, but by the way, there was also the baby. It's cold outside. Oh, yes, I was going to bring that. I up. did see a few people actually complaining about that. That I that I think is real. But I do think there's also a lot of left wing people who saw. Like, oh, crap, this one's coming back to haunt us. People are blasting Baby It's Cold Outside all over the place right now. Listen, it's just a song. We, we don't care. We, I, I see a little bit of pushback, but with Baby It's Cold Outside, there was outrage from the left about that one. There were people celebrating that it was getting taken off the radio. And look, the, the, you, try to, you try to do that kind of stuff in America, you, you got defeated because the radio station took that song back and people are playing it everywhere. And everyone's actually coming out and explaining the song right now, like the... Uh, the daughter, I think, of the woman who wrote it uh, or who performed it originally came out and said, no, it's not about date rape. Like, people would say that in the 1940s, like, hey, what's in this drink? Like, that was like, whoa, this is a really good drink you got here. Yeah, or it's that's, strong. Yeah. yeah, that's what they meant about that back then. If you watch the actual video accompanied with the original song. It's from it's a movie, ve- right? It's from a movie, and they're yeah. being very playful. It's like she she likes this guy, and she's just playing hard to get, and she's got a smile on her face the whole time. Well, also, what I think people need to remember is that it was a different time and era, and uh, the way that men and women uh, can flirt or their behaviors change over time. They shift. It's a cultural dynamic. Things happen. Things, Not everything's the same. So the way that they are flirting with each other, at times she does seem, oh, I got an email, does seem like she's kind of pushing back or whatever. And it's But it's not necessarily like the Me Too movement. You know, like it's... I actually didn't wasn't even aware of it. I didn't even remember this song, this Christmas song. Um, a friend of mine, Paulie V, he's got his own podcast off the table. I was on it recently. We're doing a little plug here. Um, he had brought it up on his show, and I was listening to it. I was like, I don't even remember this song. And he was talking about the whole little fiasco over this this track. I was like, I don't remember this song at all. I looked it up, and I was like, I don't remember this. And I've listened to a lot of Christmas music, and I didn't remember it. And then... I actually heard it on the radio, and then I had on, you know, the TV, like, music choice you put on your TV. It's got, like, sounds of the season you can put on all different uh, radio stations on your TV. I put on sounds of the season, and they played that song on Christmas Day we were listening to, and they played Baby, It's Cold Outside. And it's actually a fun little ditty, but um, it's interesting because something like that, People find something wrong with it. I think of it as a different time and era and not necessarily that, like you said before, like malicious. Um, Is he a little pushy? Okay, maybe a little bit. But I don't know. It doesn't bother me. And I guess I guess what it all comes down to is is you just change the station, maybe. Yeah, people. People like we have a lot of options right now. Changing the station is a lot easier than it was in the 1940s, for the record. Sure. It's like it's like in the 1940s. It's like we've got UPN, CBS, and that's it. (laughs) UPN and CBS. Um, And I, I think NBC was around back then, too. Now it's like it's Sirius XM. You got a thousand things to choose from. You can go to FM. You can go to AM. You got a billion different channels. A billion channels and nothing on, but like, you got you got you got so many options. Um, God, it would even be possible now these days to just block that song on your own if somebody wanted right. to give us the technology. Um, we know we have all of the technology. You just need to enable it to just like oh, when that song comes on, you you know I just don't hear it. But you know, I think uh, I, so that one that there was some real outrage. Um, yeah, that I, I think is just part of our outrage culture, which I think is going to die in 2019, or at least be dealt a very heavy blow. And 
How's that possible? It's everywhere you look these days. Battle fatigue. People uh, are getting tired. You think so? I think pe- I think the people who run the outrage culture um, are getting exhausted. I think uh, now. Look, I'm not I'm not going to go into the politics of uh, how like wh- who was right and who was wrong, but there was a lot of outrage over that Supreme Court justice nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. The de- oh yeah, that went on forever. There was a lot, and then like and then never what did they and. The people that were outraged, they could be right, they could be wrong. What did they get out of it? Wasted time. Because he got confirmed, in spite of everything that they did. And that that's that deals a blow to the spirit. Um to lose like that. They they because they went through a lot. They were clawing at the door um as he was being confirmed. You can see these videos, and I, I don't know who these people are who go that far to claw at the door if they're Actors, like, there's a lot of evidence that there are some of these protesters are paid. What? Um, no, you can see, like, even pictures, actually, of, like, people handing them cash um, after after they go through with their protest. I think what, ha- I mean, you look at that terrorist organization, Antifa, those freaks who wear those black masks, they're absolutely funded. And they're, they're, they're the ones that really show up on the front lines with these more extreme protests and I, th- I think the goal really is to have uh, people like this on the front lines to encourage more people to go a little bit more radical. It's easy. It's easy. Like, you know, if you want to protest the police and you want someone to throw a stone at the police, um, nobody wants to throw the first stone. But if you're the paid protester, you throw it. Well, now the other guy, well, yeah, I'll throw the stone, too. And then I'll throw the stone and then I'll throw the stone. Uh, I mean, that's that's the simple logic of how that works. You look at, say, right now, Governor Cuomo is given $2 billion of our taxpayer money uh, from the state of New York. And I live in New Jersey. Um, I'm going to pay a little bit of taxes because uh, I work in New York and I have to pay taxes both (laughs) New York and New Jersey at the end of the year. But Governor Cuomo is giving away $2 billion. And, you know, I, I say to, like, you know, my more progressive friends, it's like, hey, you guys are the best protesters on the face of this earth, That's you true. guys spent six months in Liberty Park. It's now called Zuccotti Park, occupying Wall Street. Here you go, guys. This is a big one. And you know what? You can get a lot of right wing people on your team with this one. It's something we have in common. You guys can lead the way on this one. And I see very little effort on behalf of it. And you know something? Those paid protesters, they'll never be a part of this. The paid protesters will never be a part of any protest against Amazon. I wish. All of my friends who are upset about this Amazon deal, the best of luck. And I say to them, as somebody who's a little bit more right wing than you are, I you have my support. I am your ally and I am open to working with you. But you're not going to have you, you you at many of your protests that you've been to that you've seen on the Internet. There has been that guy getting paid 100 bucks a day or 20 bucks an hour or whatever it is they pay them to throw the first stone. That's not going to be a part of this one. Because the guy you're protesting has a D next to his name. And I know people don't like to hear that. I pro- I should, What the fuck am I even saying this? This is going to be the thing that I ask you to remove. Uh, <laughs> this is the thing that... <laughs> I'm destroying my career piece by piece. You're fine. No uh, one listens. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> You're good, but now I can't. I can't post the. I can't post this on my Facebook feed because then somebody hears it and then they give it to all the casting directors and I'm blacklisted forever. Look. Look, no, there, there's a there, there's a big fight right now. I, 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 I want you to have the politicians 
Even if you disagree with me, I want you to have the politicians who are truly honest to your cause. And I support all of the left-wing people who want to get rid of the corporate Democrats and bring in what they call true progressives. And I support all of the right-wing people who want to get rid of the rhinos. Rhino means Republican in name only. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... That's kind of like the uh, struggle that both sides are dealing with right now. The the people on the right, they want true conservatives. People on the left, they want true progressives. And I, I, I say this, you know, the new lady Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's very big in the news right Very now. big in the news right now. AOC is A-OK with me. I love her. I saw you post something about that. I like her a lot because she's honest. Now, I, I'm not a socialist and I don't care for that stuff. Um... I drop something. Obviously, obviously, like, but here's the thing. I can tell that my friends feel represented with her. I want them to recognize something in the process because I've been standing up for her a lot. This is what people liked about Sarah Palin. Yes, yes. She said things that would make you laugh, but Sarah Palin fulfilled her promises and represented the people she was elected to uh she was elected to govern not to represent actually i mean uh, we don't i mean she was a governor not a representative but um, she had a similar type of appeal to a different type of people but exactly. it was just that sort of outlandish i'll say anything cuz damn it i'm real kind of she she wasn't she wasn't so rehearsed she wasn't trying to appeal to all these large groups she was trying to appeal to the people that wanted her and you know something i want you to, obviously, because I'm not left-wing, I'm more right-wing, I obviously want my values to succeed. I, I want something where they can have what they want and I have what I want and we don't have to hurt each other. Right, um, be so divisive. We, right? Yeah, I, and that's that's where states' rights come in, which um, I, I, I hope left-wing people begin to recognize the value in uh, exploring states' rights. They did for a little while when they were getting uh, gay marriage through all these state legislators. They remembered what states' rights were, and then uh, the Supreme Court, you know, gave gay marriage, and then they were they were back to big government everything. Um, I, I hope they recognize the value in states' rights, and it's like, listen, do, do your thing on your own in your state, and here's the, if it's very successful, all the other states are going to go and do it. And if it's not successful, you're not going to call. It's easier for you to uh, go back on it. It's easier for you to go back on it and to uh, change course or just improve on it slightly. You you won't do as much damage because you only did it on the state level. Hmm. And I, I hope like a mini they, experiment, perhaps. Yeah, a mini experiment. That's the thing. Like, guys, we know how our government works right now. What we know and, like, everybody is aware of is, like, wow, you can rewrite the entire House of Representatives every two years. You can throw them in the trash bin. You can totally rewrite the entirety of your state legislator every two years. You voted for Governor Cuomo. He did this. Two billion dollars in corporate welfare. You don't like it. Well, why don't you give him the biggest pain in his ass two years later? And totally flip the state legislator, Republican, and listen, listen, you you give him a big pain in his ass, and then two years later, you flip those Republicans to Democrats that, like, absolutely represent your values two years later. That's what a state legislator is. You get to experiment. You get to have fun. You get to take risks, because it can't do nearly as much damage on the state level as it does on the country level. But don't these uh, people, they get into positions of power, and they want to hold on to it. Yes, they do and want to. And they themselves it. end up becoming cronies of the system. 
That's right? where that absolutely, absolutely, right, right. and that's why I say, like with AOC, like I hope that she, I hope that she never becomes corrupt. And there's two way, there's two ways to solve that problem. There's one, there's term limits, which Ted Cruz is floating a bill about term limits right now. I like the sound of that a lot. Two terms, that would be 12 years as a senator. That's it. Can't go any longer. Three terms, that would be six years as a House representative member. And you can't go along that. Basically, nobody would be able to be in Congress for more than 18 years. Isn't there like some dudes that have been there for like 30 years? Oh, well longer than that. That's quite a long time. Way, way longer than that. And somebody once said, we do have term limits. They're called elections. So that's the other way to solve the problem. And here's something I want to talk about. I say the consumer has got to become smarter. The consumer has... Consumer of, like, politicians? Or are we talking, like, an Xbox? So, actually, when I say this term, I'm talking more about, like, Xbox. The consumer has to be able to show customers. But, But I think this same logic applies to politics, Absolutely, which is that you need you you can love Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You have got to it's be a long open. Name. AOC is a okay with yeah. Me. Let's name it. Let's just AOC. cut it short. Um, AOC. 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 You down with OCC? OCC. Yeah, you Ocasio know me. Cortez. Cortez. <laughs> Awful. Um, Terrible joke. Yeah, I can't improv. I've always hated improvers. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Now it's also oh, you hated me a few years. I ago, hated then. it. Yep. You I hated s- just the sight of me. I said, "Who's about this improver you're bringing on the old podcast?" God I just pod improviser, get him off my internet. I just like to get silly sometimes, John. That's all good, but the consumer has got to become smarter. And when I use that term, I'm typically referring to how we buy products. And basically, Twitter is a product that we are consuming. And the way Twitter works is what actually happens is we become the product. Are you We're, on Twitter? I am on Twitter, and I don't use it. I also am on Twitter, and I I originally got on Twitter, just my backstory with that. I, I got Twitter when, um, again, going back to Derek Batacek and I doing the old Breaking Batacek podcast, when we had started that five years ago or so, we each made a Twitter, you know, because we figured, hey, we want a little more exposure. They say you're supposed to be on all the social media platforms if you want to be an entertainer, I guess you could say. So, of course, we made a Twitter account. We posted on it when shows were being released and stuff. Eh, a few followers, whatever, no big deal. And I don't think I've posted on it in two years. I'm just done with it. I don't even care. It's not for everybody. I mean, Twitter is really more for celebrities and people that want to be celebrities. Um if I wanted to just interact with like close family and friends, that's like something I guess I would use like Facebook or Instagram for. Right. Facebook is what I want to share with the people I know. Twitter is what you want to share with the world. And I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Be- well, that's the thing. Like Twitter, you don't really go private with Twitter. Um, that, that would just like remove the purpose of Twitter. You want to go private, use a Facebook. And by the way, it's never private. And Mark Zuckerberg is sure. watching you poop. Sure. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg watches you poop. Sure. He has a video of you pooping. If you've ever texted on the toilet, he has a video of you pooping. So does the NSA. So does oh, Obama. I, you know, one of my favorite so things is reading on my phone when I'm on the on the crapper. Well, somebody, I love reading somebody, articles. They've got a video of you. The camera faced you. They've got a video. That's of you fine. Now. They got Batman. They can have me. They got Batman. No <laughs> it's like you're in the same. Like Batman's penis is on the internet. My penis is on the internet. That's what I got in common with Batman. This may be getting off topic, but I'm just interested. So you've got the big three, I guess, are generally. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We could, I think, more or less we can agree those are the yeah, big I mean, three. What are the other ones before we go on? Like LinkedIn? No, not LinkedIn. Uh, well, that's a little more employer-based. That's yeah. different. And there's like, there's also, uh, what's the uh, the uh, one where it goes away? Snapchat. Snapchat. That's not really one of the big ones, though. It's I don't think Instagram, so. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
And yeah, and then like after that, it's YouTube, but that's kind of a separate category. It's definitely a separate, separate category. category. So those I, are the big three. I, I I use Facebook. I'm not obsessed with it, but I do have it. I check in it once in a while, see how my friends are, their kids, stuff like that. That's what it's become. Um, definitely all family related, which is fine because I'm 37. That's what happens. I, my, I only post pictures of me and my family at this point. I have nothing interesting to say to anybody. I don't want to say anything interesting anymore. I just want to see what's going on with everybody because it's hard to stay in touch with everybody. Everybody's spread out. Yeah. I mean, I'm busy 24-7 with my family. So if I see pictures of people I haven't been able to talk to recently, their Christmas or whatever, I like that. I feel a little more in contact with my buddies and friends and stuff. So that's sort of Facebook to me. Instagram is essentially worthless because it's just pictures that I already saw on Facebook. Um, so Instagram to me is kind of worthless. And then I go to Twitter where it's even more worthless because I, I've gotten to the age where I don't really have anything important to say anymore. If that makes any sense, I'm happy in my little cocoon with my family and my life. And maybe like on Facebook, I'll write like a, something funny that happened. I don't do that either. I, it, it is so rare that I post something on Facebook that's not family related just because I don't really have like a lot of opinionated things to say or just be like, hey, I was eating this cheeseburger or like try to make a joke out of something. Not that I don't mind my friends who do. I read some of their posts and crack up. But um, I guess what I'm just trying to say here is that Facebook is the only one I really use. The other two are I, if you want to go on my phone right now and delete my Twitter and Instagram. I would have no love loss. I, Give I don't me care. Your phone right now. Let's do it. No, I'm not. Son of a bitch. I don't care. I don't have a password. I don't know how to do. I don't know how to delete Facebook. Uh, I, well, actually, oh, Facebook. Was... I know how to delete. I've, I've deleted that for two years at a time. Well, do you have an iPhone or? No, I got Android. Oh, okay. Well, iPhone, I, I just I hey, you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm not going to delete your stuff. Put it away. Here, just do it. No, put it away. Fucking do it. I don't know how to delete Instagram and Twitter. Facebook. You're oppressing I don't know how to me. Delete. I'm oppressing you by not taking away something that belongs. Yes. Shut up. Shut up, Phil. Phil. I, you have every right to take this, this away New from topic. Me. New topic. Actually, this topic is an evolution of what we were just talking about. See this phone that I have right here? I do this see it. This is the Samsung JV3. It is officially the shittiest phone on the market, and I am so proud that I got it. Wait, I thought you just said we'd be smarter as... Oh, but I was smarter. You bought a shitty phone. Yes. What? Yeah. I don't understand. Okay. So how often do you upgrade your phone? I'm one of those guys that will go longer. I know people used to do it every two years. I think I'm on my three and a half years or something with this phone. How's it working? Aside from my battery life being shit now, because my battery is kind of toast, the phone itself does everything I still need it to do perfectly fine. Do you have to charge it every, like, in the middle of the workday? Yes. Would you have to charge it twice? Do you have to like keep it plugged in at times? If I don't charge my phone at some point during the day, it it will be dead. I did an experiment on it, actually. Speaking of this, it's funny you say that. I did an experiment with it, I think, just two days ago. And I left it on, did not charge it while I was at work, because I have a charger at my, mm-hmm. my work at desk. And I did not charge it there. And I got home at 6 o'clock, and I was on 1%. And I listened. It wasn't like I was... Watching videos, I was listening to some podcasts while I was at work. Um, I did some texting. Um, I did do some internet browsing during lunch and stuff. Um, I probably checked Facebook at some point briefly and checked my fantasy team and whatever, the usual stuff. But I wasn't doing like gaming or watching a movie or anything. One percent. So, yeah, I have to. And this is a two and a half year old phone. Yeah. And uh, you'd say it probably got to this around the two year mark. It was it's more over like three. But yeah. Okay. It, when, when was it really at the? When was the battery life problematic? Around the two year mark? Two around? and a half. 
two and a half year mark, you yes. noticed it was problematic. Yes. Okay. How much did you pay for the phone when you bought it? Uh, God. $800, more or less. I don't remember because that was also part of an upgrade. Okay. Um, and that was the time when they used to give you like a good deal. Be like Is 200 it an iPhone? Bucks. Yes. So like the iPhone, like, I mean, it was something like it, the, the cost of it was meant to be six, seven, eight hundred dollars, something like that. Right. And they would okay. give you a little freebie, make you pay maybe like two, three hundred dollars or something up front. And then the rest, I guess, is in your bill or something. But then but then you had to be locked into them for two years, three years. I think so. Yeah. OK. So. I don't like that being locked down to anything. I like the no contract thing a little bit better. Well, who doesn't? Exactly. So I was paying like $800 for a new phone every two years. I I wanted to get like the good one with like the nice camera and everything. And this extremely expensive piece of technology becomes no good two years later because you say you told me just now all that other stuff works, but the battery life becomes crap. Well, the battery life is everything. If you have to, if the, the battery life is no good, doesn't really even real, almost doesn't even matter how well the other things are working. That's very, very frustrating to have to be, to, to like have your life to be tethered to where is an outlet? Where is an outlet? I want this thing to last. <laughs> I, whole- I am kind of a charging maniac. That's, I don't like, that's when this technology really starts to seep into your personal life. I don't like that. And if this is going to happen every two years, I am never spending $1,800, $500, $400 on a phone ever again. You know what? I've got uh, a tablet that actually seems to last and it works just fine. Those do seem to hold battery really long. They do. They charge Um, slower. But that's fine. That's fine with uh, me too. uh, Charge it overnight. As long as it lasts. And then... And then, well, don't charge things overnight, but that's a different topic. Oh, uh, dude, I'm, a, you know, I think I destroy this battery. I don't like my battery dipping low at all. One of those people, if mm-hmm. it starts to get like 50 and below, I got a panic attack. So I need to get it charged back up to 100. Yeah. So I probably have also helped to kill my battery because I thought I've always heard the old tale that you're supposed to let it drain and then fill it back up. Like, isn't that supposed to be better for the battery? Well, it's the only issue. Is, the only issue is like you don't want to charge it overnight because you use the battery has two different lifespans. OK, there's the 100 percent to zero percent. Now you have to charge it lifespan. And then there's its long term lifespan. And that would be the whole thing you're experiencing where when you buy it, it lasts 50 hours. Two years later, a full charge only lasts five hours that's its long-term lifespan and to charge the battery you use the battery and you are shortening its long-term lifespan by continuing to charge it after it's reached a hundred percent oh okay i definitely leave it plugged in overnight yeah and all of that information is true unless if i'm wrong now what I was saying earlier, because I, I'm, not, I'm not a cell phone scientist, by the way, I, it's just what I think is true. But but listen, that's what they say. That's what they say. Yes. So I have a desktop computer that I made, and I'm very proud of it. I have a I have a TV at home. I have a I have a nice Nikon DSLR camera for taking like real pictures, and then I also have a tablet. And you know what? Once I have all those things, um, I'm okay with the fact that this phone uh, can't do 4K. I'm okay with the fact that this phone, like, it's only good for, like, taking pictures, like, if I want to, like, uh, oh, I want to come back to this store, let me just take a picture of it real quick, uh, let me, let me take a picture of this cut and send it to a doctor or something, like, just, you know, basic stuff, not, nothing, like, artistic that I want to share with everyone, um, and it has very limited capabilities, um, if it's gonna crap out on me in two years, let me just get the crappiest one on the market. 
Because I got all this other stuff to fulfill those other needs, and it's working out great for me. It's small. It's lightweight. Um, I got all the protective stuff for it. You know, I got the the cover, and then I got the uh, the liquid glass or whatever the heck that thing's called you put over the screen to uh, – I don't know why they don't just ship it with you. Like oh, a screen wanna... protector? Yeah, screen protector. Thank yeah. you. Um, I got all that stuff, and this phone without charging, like the way I use it over the course of a day, I'll be at like 66% the end of the day, and I'll probably be at like 25%, and it's a good 25%, not a 25% about to be 1% in a minute. Right, like it's nosediving. Yeah. Oh, I can actively be doing stuff on my phone and watch the battery decreasing significantly while I'm holding it. Well, this phone's not doing that, and one of the reasons is it is new. Another one of the reasons is because... (laughs) uh, I, uh, I keep it on low settings. I'm smart with how I charge it. I don't charge it overnight. But another thing is that when I got it, they wanted to do a system update. And I said, no fucking way. Now, I don't know how this is going to affect me in the long term if all the apps that I care about are going to stop working. I think that will happen eventually. Well, I, I got this uh, back it's, in... It's going to go a while. I got this back in October, and we're now in january so let's see let's see we're i'm doing an experiment right now samsung galaxy j3v everybody and here's the thing the, when they want you to update takes up the entire screen and you can't get away from it it's really annoying when they yeah. want you to do those updates. and it's like you you only have 10 times to avoid this and once the 10 times are up you uh that's it you're done uh you, you we're gonna force you to do it but what i also found out was if i if i pull down the top menu screen and then i click notification settings it will go away and I can just bypass the fact that they're forcing me to do this. So I figured out a way to just never update. And it's like annoying, like every, like twice a day it'll pop up. But I've learned to deal with it. It's not, I'm the only one using the phone. I don't have to explain this to anyone. So I figured out how to bypass that. And so far, the battery life is lasting. And we're going to see if this phone that I only paid $200 for, if this can last me a couple of years. I want the consumer to become smarter and to demand products because i i think it's these updates that we download that causes the battery life to become weaker which forces you to have to upgrade i want I, if you want me to spend a thousand any anywhere between anywhere between 500 and a thousand dollars on a phone it damn well better last six years i'm not saying five i'm saying six years if you want to get me to spend that much money again until then i am buying the crappiest piece of crap you have on the market and i'm gonna find ways to extend this as long as i can that's what i as a consumer am doing that's what i am asking all of the consumers across america across all of western civil civilization and heck why not the rest of the world um that's what i'm asking you to try and start doing consider what i've just said the consumer has got to become smarter They will give us what we demand. You can pressure Coca-Cola to change high fructose corn syrup to cane sugar. And Coca-Cola will give in to the pressure. That is something that you as a consumer can do. Here's another issue. I think that phone will last four years. Just want to put in my two cents. Four years? Four years. Okay, the way I'm using it, you think it'll go four years? I think four years. All right, and we'll also see... Before maybe it's like, ah, now you can't update to this because it's, you know... Well, it looks like I figured out how to bypass that because uh, if they if they can't force me to update it right now and I don't update it, they'll never be able to add an update where they can force me. I just to mean update. like say you you're using some app, right? Uh-huh. I don't know, a banking app or something. I don't know. That's what I worry about. Like my Wells Fargo. Those always need app. updates, but like say it'll get to a point where you're like, I won't update, I won't update, I won't update, I won't update, and finally, uh, twenty updates down the line, they're no longer supporting the yeah. current one on your phone. 
Yeah. So now it won't work at all unless you get one of the newer ones. And mobile banking is something I do. So we'll uh, we'll keep talking about this over the months, and we will see how this plays out. This is, I guess, uh, I'm doing an experiment. I'm trying to see how long I can last. You know? Yeah. No, I like it. Do you think that um, we're we're just too easy? Do we just give it? We just like we have become too easy. We've become too easy. I, I don't. Well, you know something. I don't really know how we were as consumers before I was born, but we we have certainly become far easier because there, there's an issue right now of uh, the fact that we we now have a camera and a microphone in our pockets everywhere that we go, and it's not only something that we adults use; it's something that we give to our children, and it's a little bit scary because you're you're. You remember how you were when you were a child? Thank God you didn't have this. My God, what, what <laughs> foolish mistakes could you have made? Uh-huh. Well, now this is this is uh, all right. This is it, millennials. We're becoming parents right now, and if we don't solve this problem, um, what is a bad habit for us will become a lifestyle. Oh, for it, our it is children. It is, and we have to take control of that. What is stopping us? Like, okay, so you know what? In this world, you really want your kid to have a phone because, like, God forbid something happens, they need to call you. You want them to always have that ability. Um, yes, we've survived without it in the past, but now that this is available, you really want your kid to have that. Right, and the so, GPS is useful. I can say that as a parent. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what about the camera? Would it be nice if someone made a smartphone that had all the functionality minus the cameras on it? And that could be the phone that you give to your children. It's like, all right, you, you need to have a phone, play some games on it. You can call your friends on it. You can call mom and dad uh, whenever you need to. You can call 911 in the case of an emergency. Uh, no cameras. What's so bad about the camera? Well, I mean, it's it's a difficult topic, but like, you know, we're we talking people, about nudes. We're ta- Well, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about young people making poor decisions. Well. Yeah, but adults make poor decisions on their phone, yeah, too. Yeah, but you know something? Adults adults can deal with what happens to them. You know, you make a bad decision as an adult, um, like, you know, learn how to deal with it. You're, you're, it's, the, it's the children. Can you disable it? Can you disable the camera? Sure. But it's easy but for no, a kid no, just to no, go back no, in. No, and... no, 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 because the kids will figure out a way around it. Some oh, kid, yeah, my some kids kid are real good school, on their devices. Some kid at the school named Ronnie, they're, they're going to know, like, Ronnie knows how to get the camera working yeah, on him. your phone again. Listen, never tr- try to avoid pursuing a software solution to a hardware problem. Because if the, solu- the, uh, the camera is a part of the hardware, it is a physical thing within the phone. And if you try to solve it, aha, we'll download something onto the phone, and now this software disables this hardware from ever working. They click the camera button, and it says, sorry, your camera doesn't work. Well, the camera's still there, and there is still software within the phone to let the camera work, and there's a way to change that. Um, there's a way around it. There's a way to trick the phone. Y- you want a physical... Smash it. You could smash the camera lens. Sure, you can actually, actually, that's one thing you can do right now. You can buy your kids a phone, and you can take a little needle and just drill it right into the camera lens, and bingo, problem solved. I don't know how that's going to, that might damage the rest of the phone, by the way. I'm just talking about look for physical solutions to these problems. Look for physical solutions to the problems where the phone just doesn't have a camera in it, and that's all there is to it. There's no camera in the phone. It's and a that, wild world out there with the internet at your fingertips. It is. It's a wild I don't rodeo. Think millennials realize this, guys. Like very much like the uh, 
the uh, cowboys, you know, pioneered the western frontier. I don't know if you used any of the right terms there, but like the cowboys pioneered the western <laughs> frontier. We pioneered the internet, and we're not even aware of the fact that we did that. We, we did. were pioneers. Mm-hmm. We, it is because of the millennial generation, so some also some younger Gen Xers, and a lot of uh, the older generation Zers. We pioneered the internet. Mm-hmm. We are the reason that it went from geocities 56k to what it is right now. We we are the reason that you can that you can live stream Fortnite and play Fortnite online at the same time against people from all over the world and country, which is incredible. Only paying a little bit per month. That that's that's incredible that you can have all that going on at once. The fact that we were at 56k just a few years ago. That's incredible. We pioneered the internet. It was a wild, wild west. And now we can like kind of like try and settle this and calm things down a little bit. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you you want to be a good parent and you want to give your children freedom, but you want to maintain a little bit of control so that way you can instill your values in them. This piece of technology, I'm holding my phone right now, that makes it, that is the biggest competition I think baby boomers who, you know, gave birth to millennials were the parents of millennials. I think that this scared them. I think that this what, kind of... we had the internet? Um, just all of our technology. Well, I, I think every previous generation freaked out and scared of the possibilities of technology okay. to the younger generation. Okay, Doesn't so that happen every there's time? A, there's a quote. Sort of there's the a course quote. of humanity. I, I first saw this quote in an episode of... A, it's a true detective, which I never even finished the first season. I don't care. Spoil it for me. I haven't um, finished it. Um, I watched one episode. Yeah, it was pretty, I, lo- it was I love good. crime stuff. But. No, it was pretty good. Um, a lot of crime and... Is it as good as hunting a killer? Hunting a killer? Oh, well. Nobody can compete with the uh, great works of Phil and Jess Allen. So, oh. based on what I've seen... Uh, it's two completely different formats. Why are we comparing? <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, no, that was some great stuff that the two of you made, by the way. Uh, Thanks, dude. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to watching a few more episodes of that. It's not watching, it's hearing, but it's yes. It's hearing. Yeah, fuck you. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the okay, so there, there's a quote in the True Detective episode where, uh, and I don't know if they actually come back around to this quote, because I thought it was brilliant when I first heard it. An old man just says, you know, these younger, he's looking at uh, his son-in-law's children. I believe that's what it was. And he says, this younger generation, you know, they don't know how easy they've got it. They're making all these mistakes. They're doing everything wrong. Um, they don't know what they're doing. And Woody Harrelson, who's kind of the uh, guy in between, it's the grandpa talking about the grandkids, and Woody Harrelson is the dad, so he's the guy in between. He says, you know, I'm pretty sure every old man throughout history said that, and somehow the world kept on turning. Yeah. As a young man, when I heard that, I was just like, yeah, go young people. We totally put the old people in their place. We showed them. And then I thought about that quote. And again, I don't know if they come back around to this quote later in the series because I didn't watch the rest of the season. But I thought about it. And it's like, well, maybe the reason the world keeps on turning is because the old people keep saying that. And eventually the young people realize that the old people are right. And that's what gets them back on track. Maybe that's why the world keeps on turning. When us young folks are not, I'm 31, by the way, I'll let you decide if I'm young. Us young folks, we have a lot of brilliant ideas and we have corrected a lot of the mistakes of previous generations. We're not right about everything. And some of that stuff that we're not right about is are things that the next generation will correct us on. Other things are going to be when we realize, oh, you know what? Our parents aren't so stupid. They are right about a few things. And we could stand to uh, reincorporate that into our lives. Yeah, but they did listen to Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, that makes them rapists. No. Never mind. 
I think it's uh it it's kind of I feel like that issue almost becomes irrelevant of actually thinking about it because yeah, everybody becomes their parents eventually. You grow up, you I remember when I was younger, like a teenager and then I was in my 20s and stuff. I used to be like, "You know what? Like teenagers aren't bad people. I'm never going to be one of those adults that's like, oh, I hate teenagers, blah, blah. You know, I pretty much hate most teenagers now. Not going to lie. I'm uh-huh. become old. I become old. My kids are going to become teenagers and I'm going to hate them too. But, uh, <laughs> your kids are angels. It's, you got wonderful kids. It's, well, I'm going to hate them when they're teenagers. And so it, it's just like a giant circle. And yes, okay, they got new technologies or they have a new issue. I mean, the previous generation had to deal with World War II was what they had to deal with. Everybody has their own situations that are thrown at them. But I kind of feel like everyone's going to make it one way or another. It's so like what there's no right or wrong or we had it better or harder. It's just everything is always evolving. It's just a constant. Everything is always evolving, but great societies have lost everything in the past. True. So you say, oh, but I won't be around for that. (laughs) Should I care? Your children and potentially your grandchildren I care about my children. I want them to do well, of course. And they have kids. I want their kids to do well. After that, it's just so beyond me. Who cares anymore? <laughs> I mean, I can't worry. Thousand. I want my grandkids, 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 thousand years from now to have the best lives possible. Yeah, that's that's on them. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a simpleton. <sighs> Oh, well, you know, you know, I, I, I know what you're saying and uh, like, uh, I know you're, you're, you're having fun with it and everything. And you're also partly serious. You're having fun and you're partly serious. And I, I think I'm kind of the same way. Like I, it's like, oh God, I have to care about like 20 generations from now. Oh my God, that's so much work. But, but like, you know, you, you have to think about that from time to time. And the progressives, they do say that they care about this with the environment and everything. They want the world to be around you know, a hundred, a thousand, a million years from now. Well, why not? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, you do. But then they also don't want to have kids. So I don't know. Well, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing the progressives right now. Um, where am I going with this? All I'm saying is, you, you, I understand you want to fo- you want to put most of your focus on your kids, then your grandkids, and then my job's done. Yeah, they want to put the focus on their kids. Well, that's, that's their the job. Thing. That's the thing. I'm you know done. What? You know, we'll put it like this. Then you, you got to care about them and instill the values in them, so that way they can be the ones that care about the next generation. Yeah, exactly. Because because when you become an old person, you should be allowed to just hate teenagers. Look at, look at por- hate teenagers. <laughs> look at porn all day. Do drugs all day. Um, I think I think that all drugs should be legal for all people over the age of sixty five. Um, because like, no, you just do the drugs all day and, uh, who cares what happens to you? You're an old person. Um, have fun. Knock yourself out. You're, uh, you're already, all you're... the things you say, and then you come out with a whammy like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, I want to, before we get done here, I want to talk to you, um, about the stand up thing a little bit more. Oh yeah. So you, you live obviously near New York city. So you've been uh-huh. hitting a little New York city spots. Now I have only listened to one set that you did. Yeah. You sent me one set. And uh, I liked it. I know you very well. So I was very clearly, I, it, it was hard for me to pretend to put myself in the seat as someone who doesn't know you uh-huh. and listen to you because I know, you know, obviously I know you're you. going to appreciate my work more because you know me. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I will say that it, it was, it was quite abrasive at times. Abrasive? It was quite abrasive. In the, and I felt like sometimes like you were really boom, boom. Like, 
I'm doing a little punching motion. Really? Like there were times I think you were trying to gut punch people because you went a little like racial at times. Um, there was a. Oh, you're, talk, you're talking about when I talked about my Indian priest at the end? There was a little religion, I think, in there at one point. Well, it's my religion. I'm not saying this is bad. Okay. I'm just saying there was, I wouldn't necessarily call it shock value per se, but there was a little bit like you were you were pushing people's buttons with it, which is a tactic, I think, in comedy to get people to react and listen. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything that you say except for all of your wording. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I, don't know I said that to be a dick. I said that to push your buttons. And I love that. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I I would, you know, like, listen, this is very new for me, and I feel good about it. I think I'm going to continue with this. The way the way I feel about it now, it feels like... I wasn't putting you down, by the way. I don't no, want you to think like, that's what I was doing. Like, it's, look at us. We're turning into these, like... <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't being demeaning at all, and that's... No, no, it's like, it's every, like this, is, this is everything. Like, I don't... I don't want it to be like this, like the way that you're, you don't have to explain everything that you just said. And I have to explain what I just, well, I didn't mean that when I said that, like, we're, we're literally doing it right now. Um, the thing that I'm trying to get us to not do anymore. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a shock jock. No, and I don't, I don't think you be, are. Okay, good, 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 good. I'd um, say every, I think every comedian that you see has their own different style and uh-huh. they sort of morph into it, I guess, over time. And, um, some people are much more, they like to put themselves down a lot in their jokes, you know, to get laughs. I mean, that you have to have some of that in there. Of I think. course. Uh, I listen, listen, I knew that I was having, uh, I know there was one joke that I've adjusted because uh, I think, because again, I noticed some of my jokes from that first set, they were a bit shocking and that didn't get any laughs. And I said, well, I need to ease people into that. You okay. can't, like uh, early on, I just pull out ISIS. And the audience kind of went silent when I pulled out ISIS. I was like, oh, right. oh, ISIS. Oh, so like, I, how, got, uh, I was going to try to make ISIS funny. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's, ah, come here, come here. You know, I just do an ISIS accent. Um, but yeah, that's how you make it funny. Um, <laughs> you just, Ahmed. That's how you do ISIS. Um, and I got the beard, so I already look like ISIS. Darker, darker. Good for me. Um, that's actually where I should work in the fact that I that I sometimes look like ISIS. Um, <laughs> you, he does have a long beard. You had a great. A great line where you talked about how uh, I don't want to ruin your your sets here, your material, but where you talk about how you sound like the was it Brian, the dog from Family Guy. Yeah, like when ever since I've been in college, I mean, people like people used to rip on my voice because of how serious it sounded. Um, <laughs> it does sound serious since sometimes. like high school. Um, I, I I think and I think like when I when the topic comes up, like I think I just played up how serious it is, uh, like instinct instinctively. Um, yeah, and then in college, people just started to notice, you know, you sound like Brian the Dog from Family Guy. And somebody, another great comedian uh, who uh, I took a class with, his name is Grayson Scott. He actually recommended, like, he, he brought it up again. He's like, has anyone ever told you you sound like, I'm like Brian the Dog from Family Guy? And he just said, you should open with some variety. Of Dude, I laughed out loud when I heard that part because I had never realized that myself. Yeah. And knowing you and hearing you say that, it was so casual how you busted out that line about it. Uh-huh. And I burst out laughing, and I definitely think that is one that you can reuse from time to time and keep yeah. that in rotation. That's that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, well, it, you know, you have to – one of the things I'm learning with stand-up is uh, you got to get them comfortable with you. And you know something? People see me. They see this really, really serious guy. That's their first impression. So let's make fun of that. So now my seriousness is part of the joke as opposed to something that intimidates you. 
and keeps you from feeling comfortable laughing. Makes sense. I like that um, approach, yeah. And when, when they hear, like, Brian the dog, it's like, I'll never come across as too serious again because they're waiting for me to say, whose leg do I have to hump to get a dry martini around here? <laughs> that's, what they're, that's what they're hearing all of a sudden. And now it's funny. Now it's all funny. So that's why it's good to open. I, I think it's good to open with a little bit about yourself. Um, and I talk about how I was once a school teacher, and that's only made me more serious over the years. Um that that aged me wow be like and i was never a school teacher i was a substitute teacher it was a side gig you Close know, every gig i've ever had is a fucking side gig um but you're a career side gigger i i'm very good at side gigs i've had some i've had some good ones i've had some bad ones um but that's working out too, pretty well right now so what made you want to do stand up though um because i'm kind of at the point right now where uh I'm doing, I'm doing, like, the money that I make serves me really well. I can kind of do what I want uh, and live comfortably. And, like, my dating life is just not even happening. Um, oh, boy. Well, no, it's, it's, oh boy. Uh, another it's, podcast. Uh, yeah, Let's get is, into, I can help you, love life. Well, no, no, no. Dr. It's, Phil, uh, it, let me it help was just, you. It was just, I, listen, I was single. I went on a bunch of dates this year. Um, and it just, there, not, nothing really nothing really was all that great with any of them there was no great connections and it's fine like you know i enjoy dating some of them are better than others well but but listen that kind of thing just gets you when it gets you whether you're dating or not i think like your chances of finding the right one are still the same like it's just gonna happen when it happens so it will happen i, when it I happens, really I wouldn't don't. worry too much about oh that. i don't i don't I don't think I have anything to worry about right now. I mean, what I think I'm is, I met my wife when I was 32, 33. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's it's not something that I'm worried about at all, actually, right now. I, I'm actually pretty confident it's all going to work out perfectly. Let me tell you, I got kids. I got the family. Love them to death. They're this, like I said, they're my cocoon. They're my center of my existence. I'm but jealous. Dude, enjoy your other stuff while you have time. <laughs> Trust jealous, me. Enjoy listen, your side listen, jobs. Listen, no, I, I enjoy the side. I enjoy the side gigs. I enjoy. But here's the thing: because I'm single and I'm doing pretty okay with money right now. Basically, the life has been. I get to slowly do every single thing that I've ever wanted to do. I've just been crossing off my bucket list. Stand-up comedy was always on there, and it was never something I could just go up and do. I wanted to, like, you know, get you know, work on this a little bit, and then you wanted to do improv first. Yeah, improv was higher on the list, and, uh, and that's I'm how you honed your skills. Well, a lot of what I learned in improv will be valuable to me as an actor and a stand-up comedian, but I don't feel the need to ever do improv ever again. Right, I know, I'm busting um, your balls. Yeah, <laughs> you could have prepared lines, and now you are for stand-up. Yeah, exactly, and that's what that's what really drew me to stand-up. It was one of the things on the list. I was like, all right, this is the next thing. Let me go do this right now, and you get butterflies. Oh, yeah. Are you nervous going up oh, there? Oh, yeah. I'm always nervous. They call it, what, the green room before you go up? Isn't that what they call it? Blue, um, the blue room? Give me some more time. I got the blue red, room. or Red the, room. The blue room and green room are both things. Um, give me some more time to learn stand-up comedian terminology. Uh, I'm still figuring all that stuff out. I'm new to this. But I'm starting it right now, and it feels good. And I'd like to do that in this coming year. And listen, what's cool is that I'm going to do it until I decide that I... I want to do it more until I decide I don't want to do it at all. And both of those things will be a great thing when they happen to me. Because crossing improv off of my list was amazing. Well, I think you... It's so great to let go of something. 
That sure. Was, yeah. That like, was always, oh, you know, I should do improv again. I should do improv again. I should. Yeah, I, okay. I hate okay, improv. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it ever again, ever again, ever for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, you're, you're at peace with it. That was great. You know, uh, the barbarians upstairs again, they're at it. So it also, I think you live in a great place being in northern New Jersey, right next to New York City, Manhattan, Brooklyn, all that. I want to be, be I want to be in Manhattan. Because you want to live, live, live there? Well, you know something? I just found out that the World Trade Center path is going to be shut down on weekends for the next two years. Why? Because of Hurricane Sandy? <laughs> we're still dealing with that? The I, flooding? I, I, yeah, I thought that we were done with that. Wow, I, that was I don't wild, understand yeah. how the path train... I don't really understand fully how all this stuff works. That was a shock when I found out. But a lot of the value of living in North Jersey actually just kind of went away. I like how you called it Hurricane Sandy and not Superstorm Sandy. Oh, People tried to make it act like it wasn't a hurricane by calling it Superstorm. I don't know anything about that. It's It was... It's they... Those people are doing this to our storm. People that control us on the internet. Listen, when you see a meme on the internet, it's pronounced meme, right? Yeah. When you see see a meme. Not meme. uh, Yeah. Uh, When you see a meme, it's like sometimes like there's like words on the internet that I only ever read. And when I finally say it in person, I pronounce it wrong. (laughs) And then I'm like the fucking laughing stock of the goddamn room. Um, No, like a meme. I've said meme. This could be good comedy right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's something you could say and everyone could relate to. Absolutely. It's a meme, right? Or a meme. Everyone will go... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that that John <laughs> insolent fool. This man is too serious, <laughs> and I say this with my serious voice. Um, no, like be careful when you see a meme on the internet because uh, you don't know who creates these things. And some it, like there's a lot of attempt attempts at conditioning on the internet to condition you to think a certain way. Um, and memes are a great way to do that. You don't know who created the first one. And it's kind of like that whole concept of getting somebody to throw the first stone. You you create this uh, meme where uh, everybody attacks a certain celebrity uh, for doing such and such. Okay, you know something? I'm actually going to bring this up. I don't know all the details about this one, but Joel Olstein, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correct, he's one of those televangelists, one of those guys who's got a huge audience. He's like the power of Christ. Oh, the know? megachurch people. Yeah, megachurch yeah. person. And uh, listen, I, I, I've never attended any of those or participated in that. I, I It's not really my thing. I don't know too much about them, so I'm not here to judge. But, you know, people say like, oh, he takes money from people, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was a, a superstorm slash hurricane recently Son of in a his bitch. area. And everybody was posting his picture. Is that Hurricane the, Harvey? It might have been Harvey. Yeah, the one that flooded Houston and stuff. Is it might have been that one. But but it, it doesn't even matter. Like people were posting his picture on the internet, the picture of him smiling, being like, "Hey, this dirtbag Joel Olstein isn't letting anybody into his mega church uh, when uh, there's people that are flooded and like dying and everything. He's he's being greedy and he gets all this money." And he actually came forward and said, "My doors have always been opened. I called up the uh, uh, I think it was the Coast Guard." He said, "I called up the Coast Guard and I told them, listen, here's my mega church. We have all this space. Um, would you like to use it?'" And the Coast Guard responded by saying, "Actually, no, thank you. We're going to use the convention center further down the street because the convention center has a lot more uh, kitchens and bathrooms, and that's really what we need for housing people. So we're going to use that one. Thank you for calling us." Which, if that's true. That means that he hasn't done anything wrong. No. He has absolutely done everything that you uh, would expect from a morally righteous person to do in this scenario. And then the Coast Guard kind of like came forward and they're just like, yeah, actually, that's what happened. He called us on the phone. So they confirmed it. Yeah. And they confirmed it. People still vilified him. Yeah. And it's like somebody put that on the Internet and you don't do any research. And then 
You, you start, and then, like, somebody throws the first stone. You don't know who created that first meme, and then somebody else does one, and then somebody else does one, and somebody else does one, because if what that first meme is saying is true, you are justified in attacking him this way, but you didn't even check to see if it was true, and it spread all over the internet. And forget about how you feel about Joel Olstein. otherwise, you shouldn't defame people for something they didn't do. Like, you, you can't, if, if, like... Or what somebody... about until they're proven guilty of it, say, in, like, a court or something, if it's, like, a very serious thing? Well then, that, that's a that's a well that's a let's actually stay away from that right now because that's a different topic. The, I, I just want to focus on like I actually want to focus on how we react as a society. There is the court of law, and then there is the court of public opinion. Absolutely, and I think the court of public opinion needs to chill the fuck out. Uh, I I, so. I agree. I'm wholeheartedly I on your side with this. I don't know if that's going to happen. I am asking us as a society to become more patient people americans we are not very patient okay we want what we want now and the internet is like crack cocaine for impatient people yeah i am telling people when you see news about someone who you see as an enemy on the internet that is just too good to be true a video of donald trump uh, eating a baby oh perfect this is i hate donald trump this is great uh and now i'm gonna tell everybody uh donald trump ate a baby i read about it on the news and then it's like oh that was fake news and I spread it everywhere. When you, when you see the thing that's too good to be true, slow down a second. Slow down a second. If this is real, more information is going to come out. You don't want to <clears throat> slander your worst enemy with something that isn't true because then your worst enemy can use that against you. Well, I think we are in a slander happy society. Well, I'm it's all the forward. rage these days. I think the 2019, a lot of fatigue is going to set in. And I think people um, who think the way that I'm thinking, who think the way a lot of other people are thinking, I think their voices are going to become a lot stronger because, you know, a lot of fatigue is setting in for the people who scream the loudest about this. Are you, you sure? At, are you sure you're not fatigued? I feel fatigue, but I'm not the one screaming. I'm the one. I, gr- I hope it slows down. I do. I think I think there's two things. I think one, Brett Kavanaugh really brought about a that lot was of fatigue. So long, it was very long. And the people who were most upset, and again, we're not talking about whether the accusations against him were true or not. I'm just talking about the fact that people were upset. They made a lot of noise, and they didn't get what they wanted, mm-hmm. and that sets in a lot of fatigue. I don't know if they. Uh, are going to be so anxious to put that much energy into something. And a lot of people would say that actually helped um, the right-wingers in the election because typically uh, typically um, the party that has the president, they do a lot worse. They typically lose a lot of seats, but they typically do much, much worse than what happened this past November. And some people would say that that outrage actually helped the other side. So if people begin to recognize that as true, you think the next time this happens, it's like, hey, everybody, let's just calm down, slow down a little bit. We don't want to give fuel to our opposition. You think you think that voice might be a little bit stronger the next time something like this comes up. There's also the issue with uh, Louis C.K., who is now trying to uh, make his way back into the public. Now, what did he get in trouble for? Louis C.K. asked women um, if he could masturbate in front of them. Oh, right. I do remember now. Yeah. And forgot about that. From what I read about the story is all of these women said yes. And the issue was, well, Louis C.K. had power over them and he is pressuring them into saying yes, because 
he is in a position of power and you know they're young comedians actresses they're looking for work and uh it's 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 not right for someone in a position of power to even make the proposition to begin with mm-hmm. um and that was the, that was the original narrative very recently one of the women actually came out and said just for the record and she was correcting like sarah silverman uh who was standing up for louis ck she said just for the record um louis ck was not that famous in 2005 he was my equal and it's like well all right so then that's the exact opposite of the narrative from one year ago um if you're calling him your equal um people have different opinions on the subject some people it's like it's a position of power how dare he even ask them um they regretted it afterwards and he should have known that that was going to happen other people are saying well you know what these women say yes and consenting adults get what they ask for or consenting adults get what they pay for i don't think no 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 there's no money involved in this one but a lot of people well no i i think People hear that story real quick and whether they don't get all the details, those women just, were okay with it or people do weird sex stuff, whatever. That's their private life. People but people, do. people are going to hear he wanted to masturbate in front of girls, whether they said yes or no. He's a creep. Yeah. He's a creep. He's a sicko. He's a pervert. Bottom line. That's where people's minds go with that. Am I, correct? Am I wrong? Yeah. That's what happened. That's what happens. And it's like. It's been a year now, and he's kind of trying to work his way back into the public eye. He's trying to, like, just do performances once again. And you know something? that There's no criminal cases against him. Any venue that wants him, he can just go ahead and do this. So there, there's, no, there's no court of law right here. It's nothing but the court of public opinion that we're talking about right now. Because mm-hmm. he did not commit any crime whatsoever. What he did, you can say, is uh, morally reprehensible and that he must have societal punishment. That's what the argument is right now. So, this whole Me Too, you can call it the Me Too moment or the Me Too movement, to me it's always been destined to be a moment, um, because it was it, it's a hashtag. Well, yeah, and I mean... Hashtags, you, by their nature, will never go anywhere. You'll never make significant social progress with something that exists mostly as a hashtag. Well, didn't you make the reference to the uh, Occupy Wall Street earlier? Yes. That could be... That's my move, 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 movement. Where did it move? I became to? a cow. Well, you also didn't you say though that the guy gave uh, back two billion dollars or something, and that that helped? No, the two billion dollars was uh, first of all the Occupy Wall Street movement was something that happened for about four to six months in 2011. Yeah, I remember it. The two billion dollars. Um, that's something that's going on right now. Governor Cuomo just like said he's going to give two billion dollars in corporate welfare to the company Amazon. Um, so that way they can come into Long Island City, which a lot of people think Amazon coming to Lo- Long Island City is the part of Queens that is very, very close to Manhattan. It's right on the other side of the Queensboro Bridge. It's like the first stop on the 7 train when you're uh, leaving Grand Central Terminal <laughs> into uh, into Queens. So that's where Long Island City is. And a lot of people think that's going to have a big effect on the people living in that area. The prices are going to go up and a lot of people are going to get priced out. So... And plus, it's, like, so insulting that, like, a company like Amazon is getting money from us? My God. What are the benefits? Are there, is there anything in this deal where the jobs have to go to New Yorkers? Like, and it was just, th- it was just sprung upon us. Um, and a lot of people don't like that. First, there's been no change. The $2 billion in corporate welfare, that has nothing to do with the Occupy Wall Street. Oh, okay. Movement. I misheard you then or yeah. misunderstood. Gotcha. So, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, this is, it, it's a hashtag on the internet and 
I think once you, a lot of your movement revolves around a hashtag, it is destined to kind of stay on the internet, and the internet isn't real life. Would actually, you listening to this this podcast, this recording, it's uh, it's just an audio file on the internet. Real life is actually Phil and I in this room, and that's something you're you're not going to get when you listen to this. Uh, you know, I think I'm coming up with a stupid example. Let me stop. <laughs> All right, all right. Scratch all that crap. You know, and keep keep that in. Keep that in, so that way everybody listening knows what a fucking idiot I am. The, um, the Me Too movement is, um, I think, if it is justified, right? Someone really is a creep, right, or yes. whatever. I okay. Nobody deserves to be treated that way. A, a woman or a man by a woman, whatever the case may be. Of course, I agree with that. Perfectly fine. That makes sense to me. Sometimes it seems like there's uh, over vilification and maybe perhaps um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, People either making things up to fight enemies of theirs just because it's a great way to tear them down. It can be a dangerous tool. If you've been abused, raped. okay, that's horrible. I'm totally on your side to get rid of the creeps or put them in jail. I get it. But it's there are unfortunately people sometimes that can do. I, I know people use this term, but the it's like a witch hunt, and that is also scary in its way. So I don't know. I had I, an off- I support it, but I think it's a scary thing too. It can be. Yeah, I had a, around Halloween. I had a moment on the subway. Um, this is my Me Too moment that I'm now sharing with awesome. uh, the world for We're the first time. Real. Uh, I'm sitting on the subway and. Uh, uh, there's these two girls arguing, and one of them actually jumps up, and she starts filming the other one with their phone while they're arguing. And I'm just like, oh, man, this isn't one of those things, is it? And then they both started laughing, and they just said, no, we're actually friends. We're, we're just actually fooling around. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, I thought that, like, they were having an argument. One was, was going to start gonna filming go viral. the other, and it's going to turn into a fight, and I'm going to be in the background. Um, but like, no, look then at this they, they, bystander who did nothing. And they, yeah. <laughs> and you're in trouble. <laughs> I not had them, a for, long day. You're in trouble, not for them fighting but 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 so i see this happening and uh they're both like dressed up it's an early halloween party and they uh they start talking to me and uh actually i actually didn't want to keep talking to them i was actually kind of pretty tired it was it had been a long day and one of them uh started like reminding me like oh you have to go you have to come vote this upcoming november and i'm like yeah yeah i'm gonna vote and she's like oh okay great and she kept on talking to me i kept on like looking away and she started actually talking about Brett Kavanaugh, and she was like rubbing my leg as she did it. What? Yeah, she was. Ru- she had a lot to drink, and I was just like, "Yo, lady, like you can stop touching my leg, please. I don't want you to do that." And she starts touching it again. And I was like, "Hey, are you giving me a Me Too moment or something? Could you cut it out?" And she's like, "Oh." Oh no, I understand. Right now, it's a scary time for boys. And I was like, "Oh no, 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 no." You are reversing what we are talking about. The scary time for boys is when boys are afraid they're going to be accused of something that didn't happen. I'm accusing you of something that you literally just did. This is <laughs> nothing to do. You are changing the topic. And eventually, like, they, they looked at each other. They got up and they left. Um, but they kept on, like, one of them kept on hitting on me. And the her friend was just like, you're doing really well with her right now. And I said, well, 
I, I don't want to have anything to do with her. And she said, that's why you're doing so well. <laughs> but but like it, it was it the was he too movement. Yeah, it was he too movement. There you go. Um, so no, that was like that was like something that just happened to me. This lady kept on touching my leg and she's like talking about like uh, she's touching my leg inappropriately as I ask her to stop while she is talking about this Me Too movement and like feminism and uh, rights and all that stuff. And it, 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 I, I don't want to take these two random drunk girls that I met on the Metro and hold them up and say, aha, this is what left wing progressive people really are. I don't think that's very fair. But that's my little Me Too moment that I declared a Me Too moment within the moment. This real stuff happens. Real stuff happens. And I want people to speak out. Whenever you have a social issue, let me say this. Whenever you have a social issue, you have to solve the problem from two separate directions. There is the issue of dealing with the fact that this problem is currently happening how do you solve mm-hmm. that? And then the issue of how do you prevent the future de- generation from participating or from adding to this problem? So sure. it's like, um, how do we stop bank robberies? Because they happen right now. And how do we make sure that the current children of America don't grow up to be bank robbers? And you're actually going to solve those are two. They're connected. You talk about them together. But the way you solve them is actually going to be two separate things. It's going to be two separate things. First thing is like, okay, well, we're going to have armed security at the banks because people rob banks right now. The second thing is we're going to instill values this way, these values using this method to all of the children across America. Mm -hmm. And you understand like the people that are the armed security at the bank are not the people who instill values in the children in the schools and within the household to make sure they don't grow up to become bank robbers. Right. So whenever you have a social issue, remember, there's always two things you have to do to solve the problem. Two separate angles. And so what we have right now is we have the issue of the fact that people do sexually inappropriate things. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And we want that to stop happening. And we want people to have the the, the best method of dealing with that after it has happened and you've got two different now once you've identified that and maybe i can word it better on a different day i'll think about how i just worded that but now that you've identified that you've got two separate salute things you have to solve and the people solving one of them probably aren't going to be the same people solving the other one no the bank robber case is definitely two different things going on i that made sense to me, and I, you did a lot of good hand motions there, people. I wish you could have seen that. It, helped. it was <laughs> just pointing these people here, directions. and then there were these people over here on my left hand. It and was very it made I much want, more sense. That's what I want people to recognize. I don't see people talking about this that way right now, the way I just did. I'm not saying that my way is the best, but like when when you make this a hashtag, you kind of just let the hashtag do the talking, and hashtags go away. Hashtag bring back our girls. That didn't really go anywhere. The the, I, I can't even remember these other hashtags. They they come and they go, and this one has had quite a long lifetime. It's been at least over a year now, but sure enough, like Kevin Spacey is trying to work his way back into the public eye. Harvey Weinstein is also trying to work his way back into the public eye. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, um, Harvey Weinstein. It's been a little bit more subtle, but wow. when so the first woman 
One of the first women who accused anyone of anything was Asia Argento accusing Harvey Weinstein. Now, as it turns out, Asia Argento is herself a rapist. I don't even know who that is, but okay. Asia Argento, she, she's an Italian actress. Oh, okay. Um, she raped people? As, well, here's what happened. Asia Argento, um, in her 30s, had a relationship with a 17-year-old boy. This relationship happened in the state of California. The age of consent in California is 18. In most of these places, it's uh, the age of consent plus five years, which means if a uh, if an if a 20 year old has a relationship with a 16 year old, that's not illegal, even though the 16 year old is below the age of consent because it's within five years. But she, being in her 30s, is well beyond that five years. Hmm. And there are photos of her in bed with the 17 year old boy. There are text messages of her talking about having the relationship with the 17 year old boy. Um, some of which she mentioned she doesn't know she didn't know he was 17. Um, and then there is also the fact that her husband, Anthony Bourdain, who committed suicide, by the way, um, oh, wow. paid $500,000 or something, some, some large amount of money to this boy to get him to keep silent around the time that Asia Argento was making accusations against Harvey Weinstein. She first came out and said she did not know that well, he she was, was just one of many. Weren't there many, many, many women yes, who came out? many, many women who He's came out. He's pretty guilty, don't we think? Um, Harvey Weinstein has got a lot of evidence against him. Yeah. Absolutely. But... He uh he's got he's got a lot of evidence against him. He, he's uh ha- he has a trial coming up, but like he's not in jail right now. Um, and so he can he can just legally do whatever he wants if he wants to produce a money movie with his money and somebody wants to be in it. They, he he can go do that. And we don't know how we don't know how his case is going to turn up because he can be obviously guilty, obviously a creep, and uh, still still end up being not guilty. Um. Do you think it's a scary time to live in? Because you can be accused of something, and if you're accused, you're just as good as being guilty? In this current society, yeah. I mean, the way people have been reacting, if you're accused of something, that's the moment. I think think proof should lie on the accuser, not on the accused. Because you can... can, when When you put the burden of proof on the accused... Absolutely, there is going to spring up a culture of people who are accusing people of something they never did. It's it's a scary time, yes. So let's become braver. Let's I like to end with that. I like braver. that. I like to end with that. We've gone on for a while. A lot of serious stuff. I like that. Some fun stuff too. We had, I had a fun conversation here. This has been great. Touched on some topics that usually some people are considered taboo, but we this is also this is also the audio tape that ensures I will never be a successful actor. Well, ever. I'm going to edit out all the parts that you said. This censorship will be in full swing. Oh, great! So now I'm a fucking hypocrite as well. Aren't we all? Yeah, we are all hypocrites. So there you go. Being a hypocrite's the my way of life. It's the way I do it. And now it's You're saying, Ken. So anyway, is there anything else you uh, you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? You got anything at all? Plugs? Well, listen, I'm doing some stand-up comedy right now. To anybody listening, uh, this might be the first time a lot of you are hearing about it because I haven't published that information anywhere. Um, talk to me, all my friends listening right now. I hope that you'll come out to a show. It would mean a lot to me. And uh, pay attention to me this year because I plan on – I've been off of social media – I took I took basically three years off of social media, um, basically from the beginning of 2016, um, 2016, 2017. You did almost, disappear almost, for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I disappeared mm-hmm. for a while, um, coming in briefly during that three-year period. But now I think I'm back to stay. 
I've uh, figured out what my relationship with social media is going to be. Um, I think we all need to use it less, but let's, that, that's a topic for another episode. Um, pay attention to what I have to say this year. Get involved. Um, don't be afraid to private message me if you, you want to talk about something privately. Um, don't feel threatened if I write something on your wall. I, I'm only trying to uh, engage people in discussion. I might message you privately. Come see the stuff that I'm in. Talk to me. I got a lot to say right now. Uh, I hope you'll pay attention. That's J-O-N-N-O-T-O. Hey, do you know my middle name is John? Your middle name is John? My middle name is John. J-O-H-N. Oh, you were born with an H. I'm sorry that that happened. John. Yeah, John. Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, if you want to send me an email about any of these topics or anything else, send it to philinterrupted at gmail.com. On behalf of my guests, again, thanks for being here, John. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. We are making moves here on Phil Interrupted, and we will catch you next time. Peace out! He's getting the chapstick. Can't do an episode without the chapstick. <laughs> Forget, yep, no chapstick. Forget the chapstick. We need an assistant. Chapstick! Now! A chapstick boy. (laughs) Fetch us um, a peppermint chapstick. So one of which is like in the works right now. I'm not even able to talk about it, but uh, oh, you know, it's it, no, it's hush, just hush, a, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I can't talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. He already had it on his phone, ready to go. Yeah, because I knew I was going to oh, show oh it to you. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's Batman's. Like now you can see it. Wow, kitties, turn this off because there's a shaft and there's the head and everything. He's circumcised. All right. Why is that there? Well, they, they take it's, a look it's at like this, a John. New, Have you seen no, this? I, I've already seen it, dude. I don't need to see it again. Absolutely. Which is that you need you you can love Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You have got to it's be a long open. Name. AOC is a okay with yeah, me. Yeah, let's name it. Let's just AOC. cut it short. Um, AOC. 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 You down with OCC? OCC. Yeah, you Ocasio know me. Cortez. Cortez. <laughs> Awful. Well, do you have an iPhone or? No, I got Android. Oh, okay, well, I, I just I hey, you want to talk about? I, no, I'm not going to delete your stuff. Put it away. Here, just do it. No, put it away. Fucking do it. I don't know how to delete Instagram and Twitter. Facebook. You're oppressing I don't know how to me. Delete. I'm oppressing you by not taking away something that belongs. Yes. Shut up. Shut up, Phil. Phil, I, you have every right to take this, this away. New from topic. Me. New topic. <laughs>